What's going on, everybody? This is Solana Made Simple. This is our debut podcast. Uh, we kind of had something going before, but we wanted to spin it around, start off with a new team, and uh, wanted to introduce Lindsay and DZ. Most of you guys know them from our spaces, uh, but we were fortunate to have Easy put some time away uh, on the side for us so we can get to ask a few questions. Um, if you want to go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself to Easy, kind of give us a little bit of a background uh, and kind of where you came from and what got you to where you're at now, kind of stuff like that would be cool to know. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I'll keep it relatively short and sweet. So, Easy East Bodega came into the space, uh, technically started my Twitter, August 2021. And did a bunch of lazy lions on ETH. Realized I spent a ton of money on gas back then. Was like, this is not sustainable. Ended up getting into Solana in September. Minted Antisocial Robot Club and then Millionaire Meerkat Country Club. Uh, two OG projects at this point. Antisocial Robot Club basically went under mint. Shortly after, Millionaire Meerkat Club pumped to like 40 or 50 soul when soul was $100. So it was a pretty big win out the gate for me. And then I was just like in love with the transaction speed of Solana. Ended up saying like, there's no way this doesn't scale. Wrote it all the way up to 260, traded a ton, got into a whole bunch of other hype projects. Joined the Nifty gang shortly around that same time. Just joining the morning show at 9 a.m., the NFT morning show with P.O. and Nick. And then they asked me to start making content with them in November like a once a week Solana focus show and then uh, brought me on full time as a contractor in, I want to say February before I left my traditional web two job uh, in July of 2022 and went full time web three working for the nifty. Sick. That's awesome. And uh, the cool thing about this whole thing was bro, you were one of the first people I, I met in the space and talked to and kind of followed that in, entire uh, track record, you know, almost to a T. I, I literally remember getting into the nifty portal uh, discord and there was a Solana page, and it was like the first time I ever was into, you know, NFTs in general. Um, but there was a couple things that you were started talking about and the way you were sharing the information that really stuck out to me. And I was like, this is a real person that understands this space and kind of what we're doing. Even though we didn't have any clue what idea or clue what we were really doing, uh, it seemed like you had a good grasp of how to kind of navigate it. And um, one thing that really stuck out was you used to post your plays and your entries, exits, and all that kind of stuff. And you talked about taking profit. Um, that's something that really, really resonated with me because my background was from stocks, crypto, uh, and it was always about finding you know, you know entries and your exits and and trading that way and you know taking profits. Well, getting into the NFTs and to the the, the crypto side of things, you're seeing a lot of people saying hodl, hodl, hold on forever. And um, I mean me, uh, uh, you know, in tune with that, I lost you know a lot of uh, opportunity because I wasn't taking profits. And watching how you were kind of explaining the you know to people like you know let it run up, take your profits, you can get back into it it really showed me another side of trading and uh that's what really kind of stuck on to you know following you and seeing what you're able to do but it was cool to see the growth and uh be part of those those podcasts and uh or not the podcast the spaces and stuff like that and seeing that whole kind of journey super pumped for you and uh you know congratulations on all of uh, your successes it's pretty it's been pretty fun to watch your journey and um the one thing I was just telling Lindsay on a call is you posted something when Solana wasn't doing too well. The ecosystem was kind of rocked. And uh, I think you and Cody, um, might, you were going on some trip. And it was like, this is why you take profits. And like everybody's down bad, but you were smiling, getting ready to go <laughs> on a plane. Yeah, man. It's always been like my mindset. I came from the 15, 16 bubble that okay. like many people kind of talk about. And uh, I lost a lot of money back then because it was the same kind of mentality. When you get into crypto, you kind of like start somewhere and you're always like, Try to figure out your foothold, you know, like, and I, even before that, I've always traded equities. I got like a custodial account when I was 16 trading under like my dad's name until 
uh, I could make my own accounts at 18. So I've always been just like fascinated wow. by finance. Um, <laughs> reading like K9s and everything else that like goes on with that, just like fascinated with numbers and data and everything else, like learning how to read earnings reports and all that other stuff to try to like make analytical decisions. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the NFT space with how early it was gave you an opportunity with on-chain data to know what was going on. So like with traditional markets, you don't know when like market makers are like fudding bids and like doing all kinds of like sketchy stuff. Right, right, You're right. Not even- you know? so making like crazy trades yeah yeah and you could actually see what people were entering and exiting and like when they pulled a bid and like right. figure out what some of these other wallets did and i was like this is transparent finance and like that was the big thing for me was like this is revolutionary from like an nft perspective because it was more liquid but that also gives you an edge so like to your point it's awesome to hear that you were like following along during like the five soul challenges of like january and february yeah, yeah. and i wish i could still do them but like it got to a point where like if i post a buy or a sell I would always post like what the NFT was I bought. People would find the wallet, jump in, and then they would pump to my exit price. And then I just started being like, this feels dirty because now I'm like sharing the play. It pumps to my exit. I'm exiting and people are still buying. So I was like, all right, I got to figure out other ways to share content right. and talk about the market without like artificially inflating price action, you know? I remember so, like, that. that was- my bad. I, I do remember that tweet you were uh, uh, talking about. It was pretty clear because you, you were saying, you know, there's a lot of power that comes with, you know, being in the space and talking to so many people and you don't want anybody to get hurt in that. And uh, that's what resonated with me. It was like, this guy really cares about people. He has no idea who they are because he wants to see the, the potential that he sees in Solana and NFTs continue to grow. And when you have people that are, you know, they don't care, they're looking for their own bags and their own pockets and stuff like that, trying to line them. It's like, it's good to see somebody that, you know, has a general, um, you know, understanding of other people's feelings and their money in general. And it was like really cool to see that. I mean, I, I did hate not seeing the place, but it taught me to keep digging in and do my own uh, research and look into these projects. And it, it kind of paved the way of take profits, get in communities, learn your place and, you know, have fun with it along the whole entire journey. And uh, that, that was a really cool part. But when we did get into it around September, October, my hardest part, point was finding the analytics, finding that data, because Magic Eden didn't have anything. There was, uh, Soul Sniper was barely uh, off the ground running, and uh, you know, I think there was like maybe one or two other pages that had like any kind of charting, and it was like it was kind of hard for me at first because I didn't know we could look at wallets. I, could, I didn't know that you can get onto the blockchain and follow it down that end. And I still don't do it too much that way. But, um, you know, you, you don't start... even need to, to be honest, yeah. like in my opinion, the blockchain helps like when you see like a whale sweep and you can kind of go like poke around and see what else they hold and yeah. like their average hold time and stuff and start to get understand like, is it a new wallet that just bought all this? If it is, maybe you kind of like wait back and see if like secondary traders come in too, mm-hmm. because like you never know if one wallet that's funded from an exchange is just like funded by the team sweeping a floor or something, you know? Yep. So I'm always a little bit more cautious. But when you see a whale with like 60 of every collection buying into something and all their trades historically have done very well, I'm kind of like, oh, this is like, I feel better about this trade. Yeah. You know? So certainly. that was kind of like where I use it. Yeah, one thing that I was able to do is start to see the sentiment in communities, get into Discord, start to understand that there's certain things people are going to start saying, doing, and you can kind of see where that goes. And, um, I mean, people were telling me from day one, you can't chart NFTs. And, and like, I mean, to to a degree you can't, but there's also a degree that you can. There's indicators, there's certain things that I learned to look for and uh, following, you know, things like MACD, RSI, and volume, working them in, in conjunction with announcements and stuff like that. Like, there was a project that just had an announcement and I was telling people, you know, the hype is not sustainable. Be careful getting into this. Like, I don't want to see you guys get into it because, I mean, I want to be a public servant for Solana NFTs. That's why I started with Solana Made Simple. I wanted to educate and bring all of the errors on all the problems that I fell into. I wanted to kind of 
kind of vocalize and talk about them more and try to prevent other people from getting into that. I was even talking with my nephew last night. He's 17. He had no idea or understanding of you know crypto except from what other people said. I said, that's your biggest problem right there. We need to have you do some homework, look into this, and form a decision by yourself without watching and looking. And that's where I'm kind of taking this is like I didn't want to base my trading or my investing onto you know your trades or anybody else's that I was watching. I was doing it to learn. And that's one thing I wanted to make sure that I was very clear and um, explicit about when it came to you know putting out content and sharing it. But uh, it was a lot of fun. And it was much farther. That's the thing. Like when you can learn from someone's trade and that was like why I would talk about my like what do I look for on an exit and why am I looking at certain price points and like really trying to share the why because like at the core of every trade a why is what helps other people figure out their why when entering a trade and no two people have the same investing thesis like some people look at a trade and they're like I feel way better like my why on this is like a year time horizon whereas many times my why is like a couple days or like a week you know and like no two people trade the same. So it's also figuring out like what you do better. Like if you listen to No Fluff with uh, Dorian Bison and Joe Soul, yeah, 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 those guys are great. But all three trade totally differently. Dorian's much longer term. Joe's very fast. Like me and Joe relate very well. And Bison kind of like figures his own like trading methodology. But they have such good chemistry, alienating and like focusing on where each succeeds. And I think that's awesome because it shows three different perspectives on how to navigate the same market. For sure. And, 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 and I'm sorry. No, no, no. I would say that you've come more from the space of like teaching a man to fish versus just giving him the fish, you know, um, which I think is a much more valuable skill. Like you're teaching people the signs to look for so that they don't end up being exit liquidity. Exactly. Like at the end of the day, someone is always exit liquidity. It's a very peer to peer market. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, it's like, how do you make it so that you aren't in that situation? Exactly. Like you said. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun uh, when you look at it on that end. And it's like, you're right. I mean, somebody's going to be the exit liquidity or you're going to have to burn your NFT and you become the exit. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's been a lot of fun watching and, you know, what you've been doing and growing uh, your whole team with P.O. and Nick. Those are like some people that I still go to the shows and check them out because I like to I like to hear the different sides, different chains. And I really love that you're embracing the, you know, the cross chain. And I remember when you started getting into ETH, you know, Solana people were fudding, but it's like, you got to grow. You got to, you look out, or look to see what else is out there. Uh, but one thing I do want to ask, um, what makes you so bullish uh, on Solana with uh, the scalability and the future of that? What, what was the thing that kind of just stuck out, um, you know, when you started getting into it to kind of think like, you know, what, I really want to represent Solana. It was just the ease of use. Like when I look at Soul, to me, like I think Stepin hands down has been the best onboarding experience for any crypto application to date. Like there was people that were using it that had no idea that there was crypto involved. And that's where adoption comes from. Like to me, it was so easy for them to launch an app and do all kinds of crazy stuff that like yeah. many people would not have even realized, you know, and that's not as easy to do on other chains because of how user-friendly this blockchain is and because of the fixed fees. So, like, you're not worried about that. And it, it, to an extent, it does, like, it's kind of frustrating when there is congestion in the network, transactions aren't going through. But at the same time, it, it's just kind of like, it, I came from, like, even when I was younger, like, sneakers and all kinds of, like, collectibles in general. And when you're trying to check out on, like, a, a hype sneaker drop, you have the same issue that Solana had. So it's just very relatable to me that like a transaction wouldn't go through or you'd get the spinning wheel of death trying to buy something. So like, that's exactly why soul just resonated. Like I grew up flipping shoes and cards and everything else. Like I've always just tried to hustle and like make money where I can based on like effort. 
And that's why Soul just made sense. And then when Steppen hit the scene, I was like, this is going to be replicated. Like, this is absolutely going to be expanded on. And people are going to find ways to use blockchain tech and do cool shit that's completely unknown to the user. And I think other chains will do the same thing. That's why I'm like, I'm truly like a cross-chain maxi, but I just think Soul has this advantage with like Solana Mobile and the open SDK capabilities and like all this cool stuff. And honestly, like with the FTX collapse, it feels even more open now because you don't have this like whale over our head that like theoretically could just cause chaos that now hasn't already been done. For sure. There was uh, a lot of doors opened up during this bear market and a lot of people left because they, you know, they, they didn't see the same things that we all see. And uh, I say it a lot. Uh, the people that are here want to be here. There's no reason other than you want to be and you want to grow and build on this thing. And uh, I, I think that's been the most fun for me is, you know, sticking around a bear market because I, I never went through this kind of market condition. Uh, but I knew that I was going to stick around. I, I knew that this is something I, I could, you know, develop and grow and become something in and uh, show up. And, uh, you know, to quote you, one day at a time is, is what it takes is you show up each day and uh, you try to learn something new each day. And it's like, I really appreciate, you know, the, the, the mentality you have because it's very very clear and uh, you share it very well with everybody without kind of pushing an agenda. It, it's like your own take, but people really can resonate with that and kind of relate. And you know, that, that's just awesome to see that Solana has a, a special place with this community aspect. And that's why I'm here. And I mean, I, I started reaching into other platforms or other exchanges. Um, when uh, I started seeing that, you know, there's going to be more crypto NFT projects across the board with Poly, ETH, you know, going on to uh, ADA and all of that kind of stuff. So I've, I've kind of kept my, my feelers out there just to kind of see what was going on. But again, Solana has that, that ecosystem, that, that atmosphere that I absolutely love. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see uh, the Bodagas. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, man, it's been a uh, passion project we've been working on. And if you've been listening to the morning show, you've probably seen who we've created as Bodega Buddy. Uh, we call him Buddy. And the old name was Bodega Buddies. So and we ended up having uh, a patent or an IP claim on that that started right around the same time we created the, the idea for this in April of 2022. And it's been just something we've been working on a ton and just trying to figure out, like, what's been going on with it and all this other stuff because we've really been trying to figure out where, when, what, and how to take this project for an extended period of time. And now we finally have this like vision and path forward. I'm creating this really cool IP storyline back and forth because we do have an ETH PFP dropping for portal holders that they'll be able to burn their portal, which is the ETH collection from Nifty. And uh, any portal holders get a guaranteed opportunity to mint the dogs. So Bodagos is based on Buddy right now and uh we're gonna have multiple breeds some other things some cool gamified reveal mechanics that play into it that i'm really excited about just something new to try and to me it sounds really cool it'll be fun like there's gonna be more information coming out and we've been kind of like close to the chest because we've we've worked so hard on like a ton of stuff right now bringing stuff out and like trying to figure out like the best way to do this and uh, it's finally like we finally got into it. So I'm really excited to see it come to life and like all the stuff in the pipeline that we have. I think like the roadmap now on the Nifty site, the nifty.com backslash phase two shows like the next five to six months of stuff that we're already locked in on. Uh, and that's not to say like things can't pivot and adapt. Like the space moves really quickly. But like we've, we're pretty locked in with like how we see our way to educate, create content and tie all the value back to the people who uh, who support us through these, these PFP projects. 
Awesome. So man. that was Zipti.com backslash phase two. Great. That's awesome, dude. I, uh, I, I've really been having a good time kind of following along with how you're, you know, putting that together. Uh, what's been the biggest struggle with kind of organizing and putting together a project? What's like, if you were to pick one thing that really was like a pain in the ass, what would that be? Yeah, so it's like, it's really interesting because we uh, had the original artwork, which was definitely more along the lines of like an OK Bears, Board API Club stylistic art approach. And we kind of got back to drawing board and we're like, F this. We're, we're redoing it. We're going to kind of run with this own IP. We're going to do something here and make this different uh, so that it, it's us and only us. And it kind of led to us going back instead of uh, now like readjusting that. And it's also like the project management part. Like If you launch a project and it's only two people, it's just you and say a dev, one person's ideas then get developed and created. Because we're a much larger team, me, P.O., Nick, uh, Kix, those three had founded the Nifty and brought me on as a partner. It's a collaborative effort. And, like, all these decisions are combined and you bounce stuff back and forth. And just like it's a benefit to have multiple voices, there's also situations where it's, like, you have a lot more conversations, decision-making, which is for the best, mm -hmm. but it can take more time. You know, like, I'm a very, like, fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants type guy and, like, uh, figure it out on the go. Right. And for a project, you kind of need to know where you're heading and be three, four, five, six steps ahead before you start moving that way. And uh, they've kind of helped with that, but it's it's definitely a give and take with a lot of that. Gotcha. How did you uh, actually meet your team? How did you guys get into touch with each other and kind of start forming this? Dude, when I was working um, for my old job, I had just like joined crypto Twitter and started following some pages and spaces had just started popping up. And I saw them host one like at 9 a.m. It was called the NFT Morning Show, and I was like, I wonder what this is. <laughs> Tuned in, listened, they were talking trading, and I was like, oh, this is what I love. And there wasn't many, like, trading-focused spaces. A lot of people do, like, shill and share spaces where you'd come up talk about your project. Right. And hearing, like, trading-focused talk, I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, this is, this is the stuff I want. And I uh, just started rejoining more and more, like, every day and just requested to speak, shared my plays, what I was looking at, what I was trading, and they just kept asking me to come back. And then eventually they just continued to see if I wanted to be more involved, and then... Uh, one week, one day turned into a week, turned into a month, turned into now I'm a, a partner at the organization working through it all. Hell yeah, bro. I, I love uh, the natural progression with things like that. And uh, that's kind of how Solana Made Simple started. Um, first off, it's my initials uh, for my name. So it was pretty easy to go with that. Um, but it was just me kind of doing everything with the shows. And uh, I had somebody else kind of working with, but that kind of fell through. And, um, you know, I ran into DZ uh, and uh, he has uh, multiple skill sets and stuff like that. So it was just... We did one space, did another space. So I was like, fuck it, I'm bringing him on board. Like, this dude's awesome. And then I uh, started seeing what Lindsay was doing and watching her, you know, her tweets and just kind of stuff she was talking about. And she has a little bit more uh, of the dev and just understanding that I don't have. And I was like, all right, let me keep building this thing out with the, the right pieces. And uh, it, it just naturally fell into my hands, you know, to have this team. And I kind of locked it in right here. I was like, let's put it, you know, three to six months of work in and see where we go from there, you know, and, and kind of build it from there. So, uh, I definitely agree that, you know, that organic and let it kind of fall into its place. But, um, I mean, I am the same way. Fly by the seat of pants. Let, let's, I try to plan, but uh, you can't plan for everything. You kind of just have to take a shot here and there. No, absolutely. I cannot have said any better myself. It's just like, it's been a learning experience. But uh, we have a lot of really cool things that we're excited to kick off. And I know we're going to continue to innovate and come up with really cool ideas. Like, I love this free NFT platform we kicked off. Uh, if you guys haven't, and uh, depending on when you send this out live, I'm sure we do these few times a week even right now it's live at the nifty.com backslash claim and the password for today is uh, now pass n-o-w-p-a-s-s -S. and i tweet out the art every day from the bodagas account 
just showing like what it is. It's uh, Buddy as a DJ because Matt Medved and the NFT Now gang are DJs. So we kind of like play into who some of the guests are and have some fun with it. Awesome. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, definitely going to check that out. And uh, the way I do these, I pre-record them and then I'll edit it and I'll put it out. So this will be aired probably tomorrow or late tonight. Um, I mean, the ton of things going home. I rushed home just to, you know, try to get this done. But uh, I do appreciate your time. And, um, you know, Lindsay, do you have any specific questions or anything you kind of wanted to ask Easy yourself? Um, yeah, I would like to know a little bit more about what your spaces are geared towards now at the moment. Since you said that uh, before they were a little bit more about alpha calls and stuff like that. It's still very much so the market and trading and everything else. Um, that's like the big thing. For us, it's like talking about what's going on that day or even what's upcoming. So we do talk about like upcoming mints, things we're excited about, why we're making trades. It's very like trading focused because that's like my background and where my strong suit is. So I kind of like drive that effort and all the spaces uh, I co-host with Bunny, Frisk, Manny, and all of those are like very hyper focused on trading and what like the market's doing, what's upcoming, what are we exiting? And we always say like what we're buying, what we're selling. And uh, that's really what it is. It's like how we move and navigate the market on a day to day basis. Yo, your back Wait. and forth with Bunny is hilarious. I just have to add that. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guy. I, lo I love Bunny. And it, it, we have a great dynamic, so it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, it's definitely fun to listen to. What were you going to say, Lindsay? Sorry about that. Oh, um, it's all right. I was just going to comment. Um, you know, I do think it's really cool that you remind people to sell. Uh, like Sean was saying, all of us have been in that situation where we just get burned by projects because we're told to hold, 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 hold until the, the floor is like lava, basically. <laughs> and, exactly. um, you know, we've all been, been the victim of holding something until it goes to like 0 0.009 <laughs> on Magic Eden. <laughs> and so um, I do think that there are warning signs you can look for and kind of like the rug pattern is a bit the same and we've all become accustomed to it. But, you know, I, and myself, I started on Solana as well. But it is important just to remind people, like, if things don't feel right, just get out, <laughs> you know? Exactly. And there's never, like, that's one thing I always try to reiterate, too. Like, having a stop loss is just as valuable as having an exit on the upside. Like, yeah. the only way to truly cap, like, compound capital is to be able to cut losses and compound gains. Right. And you fall into the pattern of like not wanting to sell because you think, oh, well, this is bottom. Okay, well, this is bottom. Uh, surely this must be bottom. So it's just, yeah, what I'll, it's an ugly game after a while. <laughs> One thing I was able to do is I saw that you were using spreadsheets uh, a few months back, well, I guess almost a year ago or so now. Uh, and that's something that I kind of incorporated to my trading. And it changed the game because I, I know exactly when I got in, how much soul was. And I know what my exit is, or my target is at least, and uh, I know I can play that game. And I can see where my losses are, I can see where the gains are, I can kind of balance them off and, you know, break even or, you know, see my profits. But uh, organizing it that way and having some traditional trading, um, I guess, background really does help with uh, the, the frequency of NFTs. Because when, you know, when things were popping, it was like 200 bucks, I felt like... I felt like NFTs were a lot like options. Like you can get into it, you got to make your move quick, and you got to get out, or else you're gonna eat it. You know what I mean? You're gonna get burned with the, you know, the yeah. get, all of that. But um, th that was something that was really cool to see. Um, uh, but man, I, I really do enjoy you know watching and uh, learning from you guys. There's a plethora of you know individuals on your team that I, I think that 
kind of paving the way for us. Uh, for you know, people that are just getting into this, I think you know it's really important to share this kind of information, and uh, that's why I wanted to bring you on to kind of give people an understanding of who Easy Eats is and uh, kind of what you do, where your background is. So I do want to thank you for your time. I know it is uh, short. If you want to do this again sometime, bring some of your friends on. Be more than happy to have everybody in there and kind of you know kick it and have a nice conversation. But uh, if there's anything you want to leave us with, or uh, looks like DC is able to come up. What's up, yeah, brother? I still got a few more minutes if there's Yo, any I, questions as well. Okay. Yeah, I have a question. Please, uh, this will be a good one, man. Where where do you see the company, the project, one, two, three years from now? The next three years, what kind of goals are you trying to accomplish? Oh man, we'll be the biggest project on Solana. Like, that's the only goal. Like, that's the number one goal. It should be for every project that launches. And, like, some people tell me that, like, it's a it's an optimistic goal. But, like, in my opinion, if you're launching an organization, a project, a company, your goal should be to become number one. Like, that should be everyone's end goal is to become the best at whatever they're trying to do, in my opinion, whatever it takes, you know? And, like, putting the effort and ideas forward. And also just, like, being comfortable pivoting if you need to. Like, this space moves so quickly that, like, I'm excited we're a lean team that's open to adapting and uh, in three years, I'm excited to just see everything we've built out. We have so many ideas and so much cool stuff that's already in the pipeline, and we're working through it all. And in a year, I hope to be the biggest project on Seoul. In two years, I hope to be the biggest project on Seoul. In three years, I hope to be uh, the biggest project, period. Like, that's the goal, you know? Like, there shouldn't be, for any project, I think that they should have that same mentality and goal. Because if you're not trying to just absolutely crush it, then what is your goal? You know? Yeah, for like, sure. That's... So true. Yeah, that's something um, I think that people kind of lose sight of. It's like you don't have to hurt anybody by wanting to be number one. That That's only going to, you know, drive them to wanting to be better themselves. And, like, if we all are striving for your good, better, best mentality, like, it's going to make the entire ecosystem a little bit better each freaking day. And, uh, you know, I, I can't agree more with that. Uh, one thing I did want to add, we were talking about onboarding and, you know, bringing, you know, people into the space. What I'm starting to see and where I'm kind of gearing things is I think – Web three needs to go to web two. I think we need to extend a hand and, you know, show them, you know, what we can do, but we don't have to explain how it works. Just like, Hey, um, you know, this is a, this is what this project offers utility. And this is the fun that you can have with it, uh, without really talking crypto, because once you start to talk to people in web two about crypto, they, they think scam, they think this or that, they don't understand it fully. Um, so it, it's a conversation of, that I, I've been having with people. And I'm like, how do you see, you know, web three going? They're like, Oh, you know, everybody's going to be come on, coming on board. It's going to have this mass adoption. And I'm like, is it really though? Um, because most people still don't know what NFTs are. They don't understand anything about, you know, what we're doing. They, they just kind of, they think we're just nerds, honestly. And uh, that's the conversation I have with a lot of people at work. <laughs> and I'm, I'm cool with it because like, I like being a nerd now. I like, you know, being so invested into this. Like I work harder on this than I do my day job. Like I could not wait to leave so I could get onto this call with you guys and, uh, you know, hang out and talk about all this. So it, it's been um, it's been a lot of fun. I think that you know the growth in the next couple of years is going to be huge. I think the next bull run is going to take us to a level that we didn't even think we were going to be at. So I'm extremely bullish, and um, you know I, I can't wait to see where we're at in, in six months to a year, three years. Who knows? <laughs> Freaking knows. It'd be crazy, man. It's definitely going to be absolutely crazy to see, and uh, that's kind of the thing. Like right now, I, I completely agree. I think the big thing is like figuring out what that path forward is and how to actually drive interest across the web two to web three ecosystem and like make it enjoyable right. for people. And like, I think I'm such a proponent of gaming right now and continue to say, like, I think gaming leads the next bull run. 
just because like you're already seeing stuff with like Dead Drop and Eve Online and Maple Story, mm-hmm. three huge games all coming to the space. That in the end, it's it's not gonna feel like an NFT. Like Reddit avatars have done. Did, wait, hold up. Did you say Maple Story? Yeah, man, they're launching on Polygon. What? I, I think... love Maple Story, dude. I th- I saw a tweet of that I yesterday. I did not actually. know that. That's bullish, bro. I'm yeah. gonna re-download Maple Story. <laughs> yeah, so bro, they uh, it's actually crazy because they are eliminating their eShop and every transaction will be settled on chain and all the IP for their creator ecosystem that they've built over the last 20 years is open for creators. So like I'm fascinated about it and I think it's a really cool thing that they're doing and has an opportunity to get a lot of people interested. And uh, I think it's, I forget what the name of the company is, Nexamo, I want to say, is the parent wow. company. Yeah, they said that they're all in on it. So they're going, they're taking everything and just like creating MapleStory Universe, which will be launched on Polygon. Super Dude, that's going to be revolutionary, man. I played MapleStory for years and years and even played it on my phone, mobile. Like, it's such a good game. And bringing NFTs and the blockchain into it, it's yeah. going to be amazing. Sorry for all the background noise. No, you're good, bro. Talk Easy. about <laughs> onboarding the masses. I mean, yeah, that I think what Fortnite's doing with their creator studio is really interesting. They're uh, mm-hmm. enabling Unreal Engine to be used across it, so you're gonna have like custom games that don't even feel like Fortnite. They've teased like someone already built Rust from Call of Duty in it, and it's like the same exact asset, same exact map. I'm like fascinated by that because Epic Games has been a huge proponent of crypto and NFTs. The uh, Epic Game Store has already said they have 20 crypto games launching this year, and I think they already have five out now. Yeah, so, I like, saw that recently. Seven hundred million person audience that they're gonna be able to attract. And I think, like, the big stigma around crypto and NFTs is kind of just changing some of the vernacular. Like, Reddit did a great job. It's not a, it's not a wallet. It's a vault. It's not an NFT. It's a digital collectible. Yeah. Like, there's ways that, like, and maybe not everybody plays into that same naming convention. Like, it's just an item. Like, what Dead Drop does, which is Dr. Disrespect, popular uh, video game streamer, kind of, like, says, he's like, they're items. You own your items. And, like, that's what he doubles down on. So, like, there's cool ways that I think people are going to get innovative with that and really kind of, like, flip the space on its head when it comes to how you can attract a wider audience. Absolutely. I think the ease of use is super important. I think them not really knowing – well, I think them knowing what it is but not having to understand. And the analogy I try to use is, like, a car. Everybody drives a car, but nobody really understands or looks into it any further than give me the keys, let me turn the engine on, and let me get where I need to go. So if we have that mentality when we're building things and, and bringing people into the this space or at least going to reach them, that's kind of like, you know, the the emphasis that I'm going to be driving. Um, one thing that I have noticed with you is you do a little bit of public speaking and, you you know, you make it to these conventions and stuff like that. And that's something that uh, I'm not going to lie, I wanted to pick up on and I'm trying to make myself, uh, you know, a little bit more available for those um, do you got any kind of, you know, anything to talk about that as far as maybe the next thing you're going to be at where people could see you? Yeah, man, we'll be at NFT NYC. We're going to be hosting an event. So if anyone's out there for that, uh, stay tuned and keep an eye on my Twitter, the Nifty Portal Twitter, Bodago's Twitter. We'll all be sharing that. It's going to be a, an open event. So even if you don't hold a portal, you'll be able to attend. So I'm really excited for that because, like, we really encourage just, like, audiences that are not just holders to participate, people who just enjoy what we do and the content we create. So we'll be there. I believe we'll be at VCon as well. I, dude, I love VCon. It's, it's just a really well-done conference right. and a lot of really good segments at it. So I'm a huge fan of that. I think it's in Indianapolis. And then I'll be at Solana Breakpoint, which uh, is actually, I think, in Singapore this year which that'll Shit. be crazy i've never been out there nice i think you were in freaking uh when you like paris or something last when we first started talking to try to organize this yeah i was in uh portugal for <laughs> a break. 
Well, uh, NFT NYC, I've, I've been planning that out. Uh, I live in Delaware, so I'm not far from New York. I'll definitely be making the trip up there. Hopefully get to run in with uh, into you and catch up. That'd be really cool to do. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man, for sure. 100%. We're absolutely going to make it happen, and uh, we'll stay in touch for sure. This has been awesome. I appreciate kind of chopping it up with you all, and uh, love what you're doing. I think the space needs more content, especially quality conversations, and just kind of like having this open dialogue. You're going to absolutely crush it. This uh, this team and this call has been great. It's been great to talk with all of you. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. I, I won't lie. I, uh, we've talked before. You said, yeah, 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 you're down, and uh, I honestly wanted to make sure that I, I had myself prepared, and I did enough homework by just being in the space and uh, being able to really know what I'm talking about and kind of know where my angle was. And, um, you know, I appreciate your patience with, you know, you know, with me with doing that too. And, uh, always man, always. I want to say it too. Like people, I know how hard it is to create content and I've been following you for a while. I like your YouTube stuff. It's awesome. It's great to just see you kind of, I've watched all your videos. Like it's, it's enjoyable. You do a good job. So keep, keep the foot on the gas because that's not an easy task for anyone. And I think that's like, I even said it today. It's like, send the tweet, write the thread, Make the video, just do it. Because the the only way to move forward is to take that first step. And you're certainly taking strides, my friend. So it's awesome to see. This has been great, DZ and uh, Lindsay. It's been awesome to meet both of you as well. Thank you yeah, so man. much. Thank you, dude. Yeah, and if you're if you're on Kick, go ahead and follow me. I'm I'm gonna be the the Kick streamer. So I got 11 followers from yesterday to today. I need 75 to make make affiliate. So oh, let's go. Go I'll, ahead and check I'll, it out. I don't, I don't stream on Kick. I just pull up and watch some stuff. I'm a uh, only YouTube. I sadly too much too much time occupied with the various things to uh, also try to sprinkle that in. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's hard sometimes to stay consistent with it. But uh, I literally I have it written right here. It's uh, SMS YouTube brand, and then I have all of the different like goals that I have. I look at it literally every fucking day because I remind myself it's not easy. Never give up. I will make it. And it's like those are the things that I remind. I, I literally drill that shit into my head because. When I got into manifesting, this, baby. Yeah, for sure, bro. Uh, when I first got into making content, like I had no clue. I couldn't even make digital art. I, I had a cell phone and an idea and a laptop, and I was like, I don't care how crappy this looks. This will be the bar, and it'll only get better from there. And uh, I appreciate you, you know, following and watching all the content because it's not always the greatest, but it, it's like you can see that I'm putting effort into it. And um, when people come back and tell me those kinds of things, it's like, all right, you're doing the right thing. You're on the right path. And um, I'm happy to have these two with me, honestly, because um, you haven't seen much from them lately, but I guarantee you, you're going to see things kind of picking up a little bit, and um, that gas pedal is going to be all the way down, so I'm fucking pumped, bro. Let's fucking get it. <laughs> I can't say it enough, yo. Let's go. Nah, man, that's exactly, that's the energy you need. Can't wait to see you continue to grow in this space, all of you. It's going to be badass, so I'm hyped for it, and uh, thanks for having me on, man. This is sweet. No problem, Thank you man. so much. I'm hyped as well. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely appreciate having you on here. DZ, you got anything you want to close with? Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. That's it. That's it. All right. That's what we'll close it with, guys. On three. Let's fucking go. Let's, Let's get out go. of here. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll catch you on the timeline. Appreciate you doing this, and uh, I'll get this posted up as soon as possible, family. All right. Later, Gators.